On this week's episode of Life and Lessons, I answer your questions about what it's been like to not drink alcohol for 1,000 days. Hey, what is going on? Welcome to this episode number 42 of Life and Lessons. I'm Sean Spooner, and if you're new here, here's what you need to know. For 52 weeks between the ages of 24 and 25, I'm going to be recording and releasing a weekly podcast to see just how much my life can change in a year. This is the story of growing a business, of growing as a person, and it's a completely honest view into my life as I take on some fairly unusual things. And this episode right here is all about week number 42 in that journey. Right, hello, hope you're well. Hope you've had a good week since we last spoke. Uh, Now, I am going to try and fly through the intro, the start bit of this podcast where I tell you what I've been up to because I want to get straight into what I have to talk about. And that's not because I'm particularly excited to talk about it, although it is an interesting subject. Uh, it's, It's because it's late. It's like 11pm right now, uh, and I've just this second managed to get to my laptop to record this. Um, So right now, I'm at home in Corby, and I've been home alone for the whole of this week. So my mum is down in the uh, south coast right now, visiting her family. And so I've had the house to myself, which has been both nice and a bit lonely. Um, I haven't really been out a lot this week, and so having been at home on my own, almost entirely for the whole week, I suddenly have a new appreciation for how hard it must have been for those people who spent the whole of lockdown from like March onwards living alone. It must have just been, I don't even know, six days into this being on my own. And I feel like I just want to go out and make friends. Like I just, I can't, I like being on my own in in small periods of time. I like a bit of solitude every now and then, but six days of it, it's difficult. But the other thing I've been doing whilst at home, and this is why I'm recording this episode so late, is I've been doing mad amounts of DIY. So when I'm not here in Corby, when I'm in Wales, which is where I am for a majority of the time, my mum lives alone. So now that my dad is in a care home, she spends the majority of her time here on her own at home. And the house is alright, but there is a list as long as my arm of things that I've promised that I've sought over the years that just haven't been sorted because as is always the case with odd jobs and DIY and things like that, life just gets in the way. And so with the best intentions, I've just never really got around to doing any of the many DIY things I've wanted to do around the house. And so half out of a feeling of guilt, half out of wanting to give my mum a nice surprise to uh, return back to when she gets home this weekend, I've spent this week tackling that list, so fixing the stairs, painting, laying a new carpet, laying new flooring in the bathroom, fitting new shelves and other bits in the bathroom, arranging for a collection of some old bits to be taken from the living room, and then adding some new bits into the living room and rearranging in there, and just like a general clean and tidy up as well. There's been a lot, but as I stand here at 11pm on Thursday, probably sounding a little bit tired, uh, with just 48 hours to go until my mum gets home. That list is almost complete, which is good news because it has been exhausting, but 
I think it will be worth it. I think it will be worth the the time I've spent during the evenings this week. Um, when she gets home and when she sees it, and more importantly, when she has uh, a better place to live when I'm not here. Because, you know, it's all well and good me popping in here for a few days and then disappearing, but I need to remind myself that my mum lives here the whole time, and so if I can spend a few hours each night for a week making it nicer for her, that I will do. What else is new? Um, finished Harry Potter on Sunday, the first book. Uh, that was good. I'm still surprised I liked it. I got through that in about 10 days, which wasn't bad. Um, and now I've moved on to the next one, Chamber of Secrets. Uh, I'm something like 100 pages into that. And again, I'm really enjoying it. I find the, uh, the, the style of writing in this second book was ever so slightly different. I thought it was a little bit more... I don't know, long-winded. Maybe it's because there's less context to set, but you still need to fill 400 pages, I don't know. But now that we're past all of that chapter after chapter of context setting, uh, it's good. So I'll let you know how I got on with that. But before I do that, let me move on to what I want to talk about today, which is, believe it or not, alcohol. So on Sunday, this Sunday coming, I will reach 1,000 days without alcohol. And if you follow me on Twitter or Instagram or if you've ever listened to this podcast, you will know how I feel about alcohol. You will know that uh, whilst I think drinking is fine and I have no problem with anybody who drinks and I used to enjoy drinking myself, I also believe that removing alcohol from your life, either for a fairly short period of time or just indefinitely, is the single biggest life hack out there when it comes to improving your health, improving your uh, mental awareness and focus during the day, when it comes to saving money, when it comes to improving your friendships and hobbies, when it comes to feeling better for weeks and months on end rather than having a hangover every week. Like the list of benefits, in my opinion, for not drinking far outweigh the... uh, the supposed benefits of drinking. And this is a conversation I was having the other day with Peter Watson. Um, I think he said something that, I can't remember his exact words, but we were talking about alcohol and he basically said that uh, to cut out alcohol for a fixed period of time is like the ultimate hard reset in life. So if you're struggling with productivity or if you need to save money or if you want to really focus on learning a new skill or if you want to find more meaningful friendships anything right the ultimate hard reset the ultimate quick fix for want of a better word to do that in my opinion is to cut out alcohol so as i reach 1000 days without alcohol the last real milestone let's be honest you know we had we had a month we had three months, 100 days, something like that, six months, a year, two years, um, two and a half years maybe, uh, Sunday, a thousand days, it's the last real milestone, so this is something that I'm probably going to stop talking about, because I'll be honest with you, although it's an interesting conversation to have, I've had it enough times now, like I've spoken enough about uh, the the past with alcohol, where I'm at right now, as in my, my opinions on it and so on, and the benefits of it. And I don't want to sound like a broken record. So I thought what I would do as I take this last real opportunity to speak about alcohol is just answer some questions. And so I sent out an email 
to the newsletter group the other day, which by the way, if you're not part of, seanspooner.co.uk forward slash email, jump over there, sign up and you'll get those emails. Uh, I sent an email to that list and also put up a tweet, I believe, basically saying, look, I'm going to reach a thousand days of alcohol on Sunday. I don't want to just bang on and talk about it. I would far rather answer your questions. And so what I've done, I've got six questions, which are basically a a blended set of questions that were asked, right? So like if two or three people asked a very similar question, I've just condensed it down into one question. I'm just going to run through those six questions, give you my opinions, let you know about my experiences, and hopefully give you something to think about, particularly as we go into a period of six months just ahead of us where pubs aren't that appealing anymore, right? And nightclubs are closed and you can't really have anyone around your house to have a party and you have lots of spare time to focus on yourself. I want to try and make the case, implicitly at least, that if ever there was a time to give not drinking a chance, it would be now. So let me get into these questions. The first one, the big one, is why did you stop drinking? And this is, (laughs) as silly as it sounds, this is actually a difficult question to answer because the reason I stopped drinking on the 1st of January 2018 is a very different reason to the reason that I continued not to drink for months and months after that. And it's a different reason still to why I no longer drink now. So the the reason I stopped drinking is quite boring, actually. Like, in the actual moment, um, I had been out maybe four out of eight nights towards the end of 2017. We had a a client of ours had a party in Mahiki. And then I think I met a friend the night afterwards in Corby and we went to Spoons and I got very drunk. And then I came back to Wales just before New Year and met with Richard and his friend. And that was going to be like, a, oh, I'll just pop from the office and meet you. And then that ended up being a big night. And then, of course, there was New Year's Eve where my brother and his girlfriend came down to Cardiff and me, Richard, Ash and Hannah uh, did a night out in Prism or somewhere. And so in the short term, I was like, look, I've drank quite a bit of alcohol in the last week and I'm feeling a bit rough. Maybe I will not drink for the whole of January just to see how it goes. And so I think it was on either the 3rd or the 4th of January 2018, I tweeted because I'd just done a sober night out with a couple of clients who had come down to Cardiff to do some planning for that year. We did a night out and I didn't drink. And I tweeted something like, you know, I might try and not drink this year. And I just kind of threw the idea out there. It wasn't, it certainly wasn't something I was committing to. It was more just like shit that I did, I did a, I did a night out. I was sober it was quite good. I saved money. I didn't embarrass myself. Um, maybe I'll do more of this. And so I, I kind of threw that idea out there. Didn't know if I was going to stick to it because later that year I had things like BBC Radio One's Biggest Weekend and a bunch of other things that would have typically been supported by drinking, right? So that was why I initially stopped. The reason I decided to continue is, in my experience, when you give yourself a break from alcohol. It gives you the perspective that many of us never have. And it gives you the perspective to look at your relationship with alcohol and ask questions like, why did I actually drink in the first place? And what did I get out of drinking? And 
could there be benefits to not drinking? And so reflecting on that, reflecting on me and alcohol. Now, let me just caveat what I'm about to say with the fact that I absolutely didn't have an alcohol problem. And this is something that people assume when you start, sorry, when you start talking about not drinking, their mind immediately goes to, oh shit, you must have been like a really troublesome alcoholic and that's why you've stopped. You must be abstaining solely because if you were to touch alcohol, that would cause a problem. And that's not the case. It was more that I reflected on how much I was spending on nights out whilst drinking and where those nights out would take me in the sense of what I'd end up doing or like embarrassing myself or uh, looking at Snapchats the next morning and just looking like a tip or getting mugged is another good one. When I got mugged, that was 99.8% due to the fact that I was just wrecked and stumbling around London on my own. And so I looked at all of these situations and I thought, you know, alcohol isn't taking me to good places. We, as young people at least, so, you know, I of course drank between the ages of like 17 and 22. We look at alcohol as this thing that will take us to good and exciting and interesting places. And yeah, I'll be honest, in the first few years it did. Like, I think that there is some sort of rite of passage that comes with growing up in the UK and drinking and understanding what a Weatherspoons is and going to your shit local nightclub and bumping into people that you haven't seen in 12 years and thinking that you're best friends still because you're drunk. Like, all of that stuff is important and I think that I got a lot out of that. But there's only there's only so many times you can go to Weatherspoons and there's only so many times you can go to a shit nightclub and there's only, only so many times you can go to a city and go to, like, a big mega club, right? But then when you drill down into what you're actually doing on those nights out, at least in my experience, alcohol wasn't taking me to a good place. It was just taking me to a place of acting like a tit or just like, I don't know how to word it. Like it'd get to 3am and I would just disappear from a night out and just go home. And I'm like, well, what was the point of the last six hours of drinking? If the climax of the night is I get so bored that I leave, right? So... I reflected on that, I reflected on my relationship with alcohol, and I thought, actually, maybe not drinking for a year is a good idea. So that was the medium-term story. But then the the bigger picture answer that is in the present tense of why I don't drink is because it is just such a life hack. I know I've spoken about this like 10 minutes ago, but the benefits of not drinking to every area of your life are just huge. Like you build real confidence where you can't buy confidence at the bar, right? You go to more interesting places and spend your money on more interesting things when you can't sedate yourself to the point where you can get through anything, right? Alcohol will give you the impression that anything is interesting. So if you go on a date with somebody you don't really like, being drunk will tell you that you kind of like that person. If you go to a party that is shit and full of people you don't really know, you can drink your way through that. And so you find yourself, at least in my experience, spending your time, your money and your energy on just stuff that you don't really care about because, I don't know, to be honest, but there's all of that. And then there's just the benefits of not drinking from like a health point of view, from a focus point of view, productivity, from even dare I say it, and I, I can't back this up with science, so it would be interesting to see research, but from a mental health point of view, like, I think I'm fortunate in as much as I've never had anything 
that is really a mental health issue but the feeling I would have after being blackout drunk the morning later for about two days as well as being hung over is probably fairly close to anxiety and if that's the result of drinking I would stop just for that but then when you add on top of it all of the benefits that's the reason I've got to a thousand days and that's the reason that I will probably continue not drinking for a long time to come so the next question is when you did drink did you drink often and to be honest I kind of answered that before but I picked this one because I think it highlights the fact that you can abstain from drinking without having an alcohol problem right I probably went out once every two weeks on a night out and outside of that I didn't really drink I wasn't one to go to the pub and have a pint didn't really drink at home because I didn't and still don't see the point of doing that um and so yeah I would probably only drink maybe twice a month but for all of the reasons I just mentioned when I did drink it just yeah the negatives outweighed the uh, the positives sorry do you miss drinking my answer to this surprises people because I do if I'm honest I had some of the best nights of my life whilst drinking Uh, I've made some incredible memories whilst drinking admittedly I also got blackout drunk and don't remember some of the uh the nights out but for the memories that I do remember they are incredible I've met some amazing people and some friends I'm still in touch with whilst drinking um I do miss drinking but again to me it is just like a positives versus negatives and if I were to literally grab a pen and paper right now and write in the positives column the things I just said about having great memories and uh, meeting friends and um, whatever the third one was, that would be a, a list of maybe three or four things, but then the negatives far outweigh that. And on top of that, alcohol isn't the only uh, way to meet new people, right? Alcohol isn't the only way to do a night out. Alcohol isn't the only way to make memories. It's one of many ways to do it. And dare I say, after a thousand days, I don't think it's the best way. I don't think that the people you meet whilst drunk are perhaps the best friends. I don't say that through experience, but what I mean is if two people are intoxicated in a loud, dark room and suddenly become best friends. It's probably not the strongest of foundations for a friendship, right? So yeah, I miss drinking, but I don't know. I do know. I do miss it. But like I say, the the negatives outweigh the positives. And so here we are. Uh, What do you do on a night out now? How do you cope? This is really, really interesting, actually. So I have probably done 25 ish nights out in the last getting on for three years since I stopped drinking to nightclubs like local bari club places and I think what's interesting is you can have the exact same level of inhibition and enjoyment and uh, being in the moment and present as all of the drunk people around you when you're in an environment that allows it right if i were to start uh, attempting to terribly rap along to a fucking h song in the middle of asda 
screaming out loud. Like, that would look weird. But when you're in a nightclub and everybody else is doing it, you just do it anyway. Like, you, you can act, for want of a better word, drunk and have all the same fun and do all the same things as when you're drinking because the environment and the, and I don't mean this in a weird spiritual way, I just mean the literal sense, like the energy of everybody else around you is at that level. So it's easy for you to do that. And in a way, I feel like that's probably far more what causes people to think they have good experiences when they're drunk. It's actually that they have good experiences when they're surrounded by all of their friends with music they like in a venue that's literally designed to get that reaction from them. So on a night out, I do exactly what I used to do. Just without the drinking, without the cost, without the blackout moments and without the hangovers. And I cope just fine. That's an interesting second part that always comes up. Like, I remember once I was in the uh, the village inn in Corby. Shithole. Like, not a, not a, not even a nightclub. It's like a pub that turns into a club. But it's the place where everybody kind of pre-drinks before the main nightclub, right? And I remember someone come up to me who had seen a tweet about me not drinking or something, or they saw a water in my hand, something like that. And they were like, how do you cope in here? And I'm like the same way as everyone else. Like I'm just, I'm just doing what everyone else is doing. It's quite fun. I, I think it's interesting that you don't need alcohol to have the exact same experience on a night out. This one was interesting. Have you lost any friends over not drinking? No, not at all. And interestingly, when I stopped drinking, I expected people to have a really bad reaction to it. I thought my friends would say, like, what the fuck are you doing? We can't really do nights out anymore. We can't really go to gigs anymore. We can't really do stuff. None of that happened. But also on top of that, I don't think I've ever once been really properly peer pressured into drinking as in not once during the last thousand days has any of my friends ever been like I really think you should have a drink or down that do you know what I mean there has been no peer pressure whatsoever I think as soon as you make an actual committed decision to not drinking the people who are actually your friends will just support you in the same way that they would support you if you launched a business or if you wanted to do Stoptober or if you started running Couch to 5k K, sorry your um your friends are there to support you so no i haven't lost any friends over it and then the final question the one that i always get and this is the one i don't know the answer to is will you ever drink alcohol again and i don't know something tells me no something tells me well what what's what's the point you know i've seen life from both perspectives i know which one i prefer but then something tells me maybe because this sounds weird, right? This is a this is a weird place that I go to in my mind when I'm trying to answer this question. But whilst being the focused, trying to grow a business, trying to grow as a person, 24-year-old version of myself, I think it makes complete sense to not drink for all of the reasons I've already spoken about, right? But whilst I can see Sean in his 20s, sorry, speaking about myself in third person, whilst I can see me in my 20s not drinking for many years to come. Can I see myself at 40 with kids at a barbecue with some friends being offered a beer and being like, oh no, sorry, I don't drink. I don't really know. I feel like I will drink again. But I feel like it'll be at such a point that kind of like where I'm at now, where I just, I'm not asked. Like, 
you know, what's, what's the harm in having a beer? It doesn't, it doesn't change anything, but in the same breath, it's not something that I would ever be, uh, like gagged on for want of a better word. I just, yeah, I don't know. I'll let you know. Maybe if this podcast is going in 10 years, I'll let you know if I've had a drink since then. But, um, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, that, they, rather, are the, uh, the questions that were asked, kind of condensed down into six fairly short questions. Uh, like I said, this is, this is something I've spoken about a lot, to be fair, but it's not really something I'm going to speak about anymore, not because, or well, not for any reason, just I've, I've kind of said my piece on it now, right? It's been, well, it's been a thousand days, there's only so much you can say. Uh, but yeah, this, this whole not drinking thing is going to continue, because I think it's a no-brainer. And like I said a minute ago, like, I really do encourage you, if you want to get more done, if you want more hours in your day, if you want to save more money, if you want to be more productive, if perhaps like me when it came to those kind of anxiety hangovers, you just want to feel better about yourselves and have have a weekend to yourself where you don't waste the whole of Sunday and half of Monday feeling terrible, maybe give a hundred days ago. Try not drinking for a hundred days. I think a hundred days is more than enough time for everybody to reset their relationship with a drug that we have all taken almost consistently at least once a week for the whole of our lives. Sorry, since we were like 18 and we'll take for the whole of our lives. Like if ever there was something that you should give your chance, give yourself a chance to um, have a break from and gain perspective it's probably the thing that will take 10 years off your life, cause you to do stupid shit in the process, waste tens of thousands of pounds of your money and not really give you anything in return. <laughs> if this podcast ever blows up, I'm never getting a sponsorship deal from Bacardi, am I? My God. But yeah, look, that's my opinion on alcohol. That's where I'm at. Um, I hope, hope you're taking something from this. Um, and yeah, I'm really tired, as you can probably tell. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to end this here and I'm going to go and get myself some sleep. Thanks again for listening. Hope you have a good week and I'll see you back here this time next week for episode number 43 of Life and Lessons. See you then. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.